Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Light Beamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Inside Story Podcast. I'm your host, April Adams-Pertwee. And oh my gosh, I am buzzing, buzzing, buzzing today. I have been so looking forward to um, having the guest that I have with me today because he is all about storytelling. I actually kind of think that maybe I've met my twin brother match in the world of storytelling and how much passion I carry for storytelling. I have a feeling that Mark carries that same exact passion. Um, This is actually our first time talking. Um, We've only recently been introduced and I actually want to tell a little story about how how that unfolded and I'll get to that in just a minute. But but Mark Carpenter is our guest today and he has has a book out called Master Storytelling, How to Turn Your Experiences into Stories that Teach, Lead, and Inspire. Mark has a healthy, healthy career um, working in in communications and storytelling. He's been leading and teaching teams and facilitating and coaching and speaking. He is a professor of communications. He's worked in the world of marketing and PR and, and communications. And so I know that, Mark, you are bringing so much to the table today. And I'm so excited to just sit for the next however long we talk and talk all about storytelling. Welcome to the show. April, I love that your introduction was, I think I found my twin brother. So I, I feel the same way that I've kind of found my twin sister in, in storytelling here. So I'm just thrilled to be with you and with your listeners today. I love the work that you're doing. I love your approach to the power and impact of storytelling on people's lives and particularly in, in their business lives, that it can have a huge impact. It does. It does have a huge impact. And um, and thank you, because I know you've done a little bit of your research and you've listened to some of our episodes and, you know, you've gotten into the Light Beamers world to discover more about what we're about. So thank you for doing that. That is very appreciated. And likewise, I've been over hanging out on your website. I'm anxious to read your book. I have not read that yet, but that's coming and I will be reading the book. Um, and again, I want to say, like, even how I was able to book you to be on the show is a way that I don't normally book guests. So I don't remember if it was like an assistant or a podcast service that you use, but I get a lot of pitches as a podcast host. I get a lot of emails from podcast agencies and assistants who are doing their job and out there pitching their people to be on more podcasts. I have an assistant. We do the very same thing. I get it. However, a lot of pitches that I get, um, they have no idea what the Inside Story podcast is about. 
they have no idea what my audience is here to learn and what my audience is even interested in because I have worked very hard to cultivate an audience that is interested in storytelling and wants to figure out how to make storytelling work for them. And, um, and a lot of pitches that come through are just junk. And when I saw the, and I, I do read them, but most of the time I just move on. You know, I don't even take time to respond because those people didn't take time to learn who we are and what we're all about, which as Mark, you and I already know, the number one rule of storytelling is know who you're talking to, know who your audience is. And when your, when your information came across my desk and it was about storytelling, and it was all about our audience and what our audience needs. I was like, I never do this. I never book strangers that I do not know onto the Inside Story podcast. I just don't ever do it. It's just a rule of thumb. You know, I, I would prefer them to come through like an introduction or a referral or I've met them and I've had conversations with them. I've vetted them. I know that they're safe to bring into my really important community that I've built and I protect with my life. And yet here you are because... You are, like I said, you are out there teaching and, and breathing the same life around storytelling into other people. And so you were just perfect for the Inside Story podcast. So that is even how we know each other, which we're really just now getting to know each other. But thank you. And, 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 thank and let me just team for doing it right. It, well, thank you. And, and the, the thank you is really around thank you for putting that level of trust in me. Yeah. Because I know you have a really tight knit audience here you have a group of people that you love mm -hmm. and it is a it is a high degree of trust that you're bringing me on with them now i'll also say going back to that knowing your audience thing part of it is we were able to come to you and say yeah we're a good fit because you were really clear on defining who your audience is mm -hmm. and you're much clearer on that than many of the podcast hosts that i sit down with i sit down with some podcast hosts and i've, I've done the research but i have to say to them who is your audience? Who is your audience? <laughs> but who are we actually talking to yeah. today? Because I want to be able to talk directly to them. But there are some that don't make that very clear, even in their podcasts, yeah. as to who they're talking to. And this is one of those points that April and I really connected on, was knowing your audience is so, so important. What, what language do they speak? And I'm not saying Spanish versus English versus Swahili. I'm saying... What do they know? What is their background so that you can use language that's appropriate and applicable to them? I, I remember I, I made a transition in my career one time. I was, I was in banking and transitioned over into technology to a software company. And the first week I was there, one of the engineers was talking to me about a new product that I needed to do some writing on. And he kept talking about ATM, 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 ATM in the product. I've come from a banking world, banking. so what do I think ATM means? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, it's automatic the, teller machine. There you go. It's the automatic te teller machine. And I'm sitting there looking at him going, that doesn't make any sense in this context. So finally, I stopped him. And I said, when you say ATM, what, what does that mean? And he looked at me like I was stupid and said, well, it's asynchronous transfer mode. And I went, oh. What does that mean? <laughs> I mean, I, he even defined the acronym for me that, but I didn't know what he was talking about. So you have to talk at a level that people know that you know them and that will come across in your story too. Oh, absolutely. That is, that is so important. And, and, you know, yeah, like there are a lot of people out there that are running businesses, running podcasts that, you know, are behind their businesses for sure. And, 
it is a problem that people really don't know, or if they do know who they're talking to, they're not able to to clearly articulate that. And, you know, I'm going to say that what's missing is that story. If you, if they were telling more stories and the audience would be, become much you know, clear in, in that regard. I am curious for you, Mark, because again, I don't know all about your background other than a little bit, you know, what you shared with me so far, but you come from, you know, you were in banking, you were in technology. How did storytelling start for you? Like when did stories start to become such a, a prevalent piece of your life? Uh, maybe even before you started teaching it. I'm, I'm curious how storytelling wove its way into your heart. Wow, how far back do we want to go? Because um, <laughs> we could go way back on that. In fact, I'll just do a really quick way back on it. As a kid, I told stories all the time. Uh-huh. And I think I mainly did it to get attention. Kind of, I was one of the middle children. So finding my way in the world is trying to get some attention and entertain people. I would tell stories. I had an aha moment in college when I was, when I was reading in fact, I'll, I'll actually go right to it. It, it was Herman Woke's Winds of War. Mm. My history teachers had always been the most boring teachers that I'd ever had. I, quote, quote, hated history. And I found out that I didn't hate history. I hated how people taught me history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they did it with a recitation of facts and figures and names and places. And that didn't resonate with me. Mm. I read Herman Woke's Winds of War, and he puts the context of World War II into this story of this family. And all of a sudden I found out I love history because I love the stories that are involved in it. And that was a moment for me to realize stories have this huge impact in teaching. Mm-hmm. And I realized that every college professor I had who could tell me a story to explain a principle, I could relate to. I remembered not only the, the principle, but I remembered the professor. Mm-hmm. So think about this as a, as, a, as a business owner. If you want people to remember you and remember the principles you teach or the value that you bring, when you do that in the context of a story, that's going to help people remember it better, understand it better, and even trust you more as the one who can deliver it to them. And so that transition for me into my career in marketing communications and public relations and then I started teaching as an adjunct at university, which I don't do anymore, but I loved that. And I always remembered to bring in stories as the way to teach the point. And then I do corporate facilitation now. And it led me eventually into, into writing this book, Master Storytelling. Oh, that's so exciting. Well, I definitely want to get into the book. But before we go um, and talk more about what's in the book, because I'm really eager to, to, to discover that. Um, I want to ask you another question, kind of piggybacking off of what some of the things that you just said um, about kind of discovering the power of storytelling and like, wow, this is really a great teaching methodology, right? Like if more people would weave storytelling, whether they're teaching or it's their business or, you know, you're trying to influence someone, all what all impact someone, all of those things, you know, by way of funneling that message into a story is going to help it resonate and land so much deeper with the ones that you're sharing it with. So therefore, the question becomes, why don't more people do it? Um, You have something on your website that says, you know, and I agree with this, I actually just talked about this the other day, that stories are are a, a grossly underutilized tool. 
Yet story and storytelling has literally been around since the caveman days and maybe even you know before prehistoric times, I'm not sure, but um, we know it. It's been around for a long time. It's a buzzword. It's all the things like you and I make a living from doing storytelling. Why do you, in your, in your perception, why aren't more people embracing and utilizing storytelling both in their business and in their lives? I think it goes back to what you just said. It almost seems too basic. Mm. It seems too fundamental. I remember the first time that I was put in a position where I was leading people. And, and think about that. If you've been in that position, or those of you who are listening, if you've been in that position before, what's the first thing that starts going through your head? Okay, I got to show I'm a leader. How do I show I'm a leader? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give data and I'm going to build these great charts to show people how they should do things. And I'm going to give rah-rah speeches. And we don't think about the impact of stories in there because we don't think of it as a serious leadership skill. Right. You know, they talk about hard no. skills, like running yeah. the spreadsheets yeah. and, and, you know, how do you run a performance review and how do you do a job interview? But think about how you could integrate storytelling into some of those things that actually will make a greater impact. If you're trying to recruit a candidate to come into your organization and you could tell them all about what your organization does, and this is usually what happens. Here's all the great products we have. Here's the growth path that we've been on. Here's some rewards that we've won and all this kind of stuff. But if you want to bring me into your company, tell me the story that shows what your culture's like, mm -hmm. that tells how your culture fits with me that tells why I would be a good fit with your organization. And on the other side, I'm going to want to tell the story of how I'm a good fit for your organization, but I have to be able to understand that first too. And so we, I, we, I underutilize that, I think, because we don't think it's serious enough. Mm -hmm. But storytelling done right is a very serious business skill that can be helped the, the way we always put it is in the subtitle of the book is to teach, lead, and inspire. So teaching principles, inspiring action, leading change. That's exactly what you want to do as a leader. And storytelling done right can get you there. But you have to make it as a conscious, deliberate, intentional thing that you include in your business toolkit. Well, I know you're talking with business leaders every day and teaching what you teach around storytelling. And I know one of the things that I hear all the time is this pushback from business professionals that I don't, why would I tell my story? Like that's my, I don't want to bring my personal into my professional life. And they don't really understand how to mix the two without, you know, crossing over boundaries and things like that. What do you, how do you teach around that? Well, one of the phrases I use all the time, we, we love stories because we live stories. And so the people that you're talking to are going to relate to you better if they can see themselves in your story. Yeah. yeah. And, and so think about your growth path. And if you come across as more human, isn't that the kind of leader you want to be? And especially today, if you go back 30, 40, I don't know, maybe even 20 years, and very much it was a leadership by control and command, mm -hmm. that doesn't work. That's Especially not in a post-COVID world, right? Like now that we've come through COVID, nobody is interested in that. And that's why companies are really struggling right now. And they're really scrambling for, you know, uh, leadership material, new, fresh leadership material uh, to be brought into companies. And you talked about it earlier, alluded to it, that those 
those skills that we used to lead by were our hard skills. And now companies are shifting and changing their tune and they're paying people like you and me to come in and teach these soft skills, which storytelling is certainly a soft skill, but man, is it one of the most critical leadership skills in my opinion that most people are missing, right? I mean, they're just missing from the boat. Like you said, underutilized tool. And I prefer to call them people skills rather than soft yeah, skills. Yeah, the, the yeah. The human skills is another way to put so it. So wrong, yeah. Yeah, it, because soft skills sounds like it doesn't have impact. Yeah. But these yeah. human skills, these people skills have really hard impact. Yeah, they do. They, they have great impact. And so I don't think that they're soft at all. And, and I'll even take us back pre-COVID. And I would say that it's the social media era Mm -hmm. has driven the need for storytelling more than anything else. We have a couple of generations of workforce now that are coming in who've lived their life around the stories on social media. They understand things through story. This is how they get their news. This is how they get their information. This is how they learn. If we can't help them learn and grow as leaders through story, it's going to be hard to get them to learn. And it's going to be hard for us to connect with them. People want to work for leaders that they know, trust, and like. Mm-hmm. And storytelling is one of the best ways to get people to know, trust, and like you. And the no part comes to that point that you were asking in your question. Why should I tell my personal stories? Why should I tell stories about me and my experience? That's what's going to get people to know, trust, and like you. And you'll be able to lead more effectively with those. The other version of that story or, or that question that I hear is, yeah, but nothing's happened to me in my life. Nothing happens that oh, I can yeah. tell a good yeah, story. Oh, yeah. I don't have a story. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, you we do. do. And I think that goes back to that undervaluing thing that we just talked about. We undervalue our own experiences because we've lived them. And since I lived that story, well, it can't be that spectacular. I didn't go to the moon. I, I didn't argue a case before the Supreme Court. I didn't uh, get into the top five on the Inc. 5000 list or something like that. Fine. Most people don't. And so you're actually more relatable in a lot of ways than those people that are telling those bigger stories. Absolutely. There's very few people who have gone to the moon. You don't need to tell a go to the moon story, but tell the story about how you overcame a difficulty or maybe even how you ran into a difficulty and you didn't do well in overcoming it, but you learned from that an important lesson that you want the, the people that you're teaching, leading, and inspiring to know as well. Well, you know, another important piece of it, not just with the leaders, but is that getting the leaders to teach their team how to weave storytelling into what they're doing as well. Um, I had a really profound, I mean, I thought it was just like amazing, this really cool experience with um recently with a uh, a sales guy that came to our home because we're doing a lot of remodeling projects and they were here to talk to us about building a new deck, like tearing down an old deck that we have and rebuilding a new one. And nowadays, a lot of the customary thing is like, okay, they come, they take the measurements and they're like, I'll send you a quote on email by Friday. And they don't really actually sell us anything, <laughs> you know? And this, this company took a different approach, more of an old school approach, which was refreshing nowadays. And they sat down with us, they said, can we come into your dining room table and sit down with you and we'll, we'll share with you what we can do and give you our, give you our, our offer. And so we said, sure. So we brought the guy into our house. We sat down at the dining room table. 
He rolled out all of his red carpet stuff with his company. And before he started really going into why they're the best and what the offer is going to be and how much they can build this deck for, he started, and he's a sales guy. He is not the owner of the company. He sat down and started telling us his story. And he said, I used to be in such and such business and industry, and I ended up having my own company at one point, and I failed miserably, lost the company, lost my house, went through bankruptcy. Basically, he's telling us his failure story, right? And got with this debt company. He loved their company culture. It really spoke to him what a, like a family environment they were, uh, that they offer, and how he really needed that at his time in his career and his life. He really needed someone to bring him into the fold and help him get back on his feet, which this company did. And, and he's been with them 12 years, their top salesman. And clearly we see now why, right? Because he took time to do that before he ever opened up a notebook and started running numbers and pitching us, you know, their offer. And I sat there, you know, internally smiling, going, and my husband and I were kind of giving each other knowingly looks. This guy didn't know what I did for a living, you know? And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, just tell us how much it costs because I'm about to write you a check, buddy. Like, I don't even care what kind of deck you can build us. The fact that you, you know, you told your story, not even as the company owner, but as a company employee. And he told his personal story and how that personal story bled into the company culture. Uh, it was so good that I, I'm probably going to record a case study on it because it was just so good. Yeah. But right, we got to teach the teams, right? We got If we're working inside our companies, if we're working, um, you know, your team did that by pitching you onto the podcast, right? Like you've got to tell the stories that are going to be relatable to that particular audience. Yeah, let me, let me give you a couple of quick examples. And thank you, as you told your story, for relating the impact of that person's story on you. Yeah. That, that you were in a position, and you probably would have been even if you're not a storytelling guru. And yeah, I really where think this I was going. Really... But but that connection that we have makes it so it's like, yeah, let me just write the check. I don't even I don't care what the number is right now, because we're connected as human beings. I trust you. I like you. Mm-hmm. And you you probably know this, and it probably has come up on some of your previous podcasts. But there's some chemical changes that go on in our brains. Yes, when we hear those stories. And that increase of oxytocin that we get that creates that trust between us and makes you more relatable to me will move me to that kind of action. And then a couple of examples I wanted to get to. Uh, I was teaching this. This was early on. It was right after we'd released the book. And I was teaching a sales team the power of storytelling. And I got objections like, come on, I can't not share features and benefits and just tell stories. And I said to him, no, 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 that's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm saying, in addition to features and benefits, tell this story. And I got some eye rolls in the room and I got, yeah, I don't know if it's going to work. And we did a little practice activity with them. I had kind of a limited amount of time, but I did a little practice activity with them, started to get some of them along. But the greatest thing for me was a week after that session, I got an email from one of the participants who said, got to tell you, I've been working with this client for a year, trying to get some of their attention. And I haven't been able to get it. I got on a call with them this week. I told them a story like you said. And at the end, they said, write up a proposal. Let's see what we can do. That's the first time they've ever taken that step. So that goes right back to the example that you gave. When you tell that story, all of a sudden, I trust you more. I like you better. 
Mm-hmm. And so I'm more willing to work with you. I, I love that in your materials that it says people buy from people. People want to listen to people speak or teach. It's not so much the product as it is the person. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we lose sight of that. The other example I wanted to share with you is from a wonderful organization that's here in the Salt Lake City area where, where I live. It's called the Other Side Academy. And it's a nonprofit organization that it brings people as an option to prison sentences into their organization. And they treat it much like a school and a business. Mm-hmm. And they have a bunch of bis- different businesses that these people who have come straight from prison are running these businesses. One of them is a moving company. We hired them to move my mother-in-law mm-hmm. from her condominium into the care center that she was, that she was going mm-hmm. to. And these three guys, not to stereotype too much, but tattoos all over the place. You could tell they've had a little rough background. They were so respectful of her. And at the end, when they had her, you know, signing off on all the documents, they said, could we take just a couple of minutes to share our story of how we got here? And this one young man in in his 20s told about a tough life drug addiction and crime and prison sentences. And he said, and I've come to the other side of the academy and I'm a different person than I was before. And she said, I just wanted to thank you for being part of my transformation because your hiring us to do this allows me and others like me to make this change in our lives. Oh, so powerful. Oh, my word. Teaching those people who were out there on the front line to tell that story yeah. That is what's going to build more and more people coming into your organization. And that takes some vulnerability. Yeah. You know, to admit well, that. Storytelling, great storytelling is going to take vulnerability. I'm sorry. Like, yep. we got to get over ourselves. We got to get out of our head. We got to get out of our own way. I say this all the time. Stop making it about you. Your story is not about you. It is about your audience. It is about, yeah, that story is about him and that transformation. But it was about your mother-in-law saying, yes. I'll hire you. I'll, like he was making it about her. He was saying, thank you for bringing us in. Thank you for product, providing us the opportunity to have this transformation, to be able to work and do this work, to be able to come into your home and move you. Like it is providing me the opportunity, but thank you. Like he was making it about her, but he did that by telling his story, right? Yes. And that vulnerability is the key. It's the key to it all. We have to feel that emotion. And, and, and I'm going to make a little pitch. April didn't ask me to do this. I'm doing this on my own, so I hope it's okay. I hope she doesn't cut it out of this. But go back and listen to April's episode where she talks about peeling back the onion in your story. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. Maybe listen to it again, because you're right. It's layer by layer by layer. There's different things that people need to know and need to hear. And I always tell people, yeah, it's about the audience. It's also about the transformation. It's about the lesson learned. Mm-hmm. It's about what's the point of this. So it's not just here's this story and it's all about thanking you, but it's about you understanding the value of contributing to a business like this, to to opening up opportunities for people who may have had tough backgrounds and we may not open up to them otherwise. And so, so it's the lesson learned as well as the audience that you're talking to. 
Yeah. What, tell me a little bit more about Master Storytelling, the book that you have written um, around, you know, really teaching storytelling so that people can use them, their own experiences, their life experiences, right, to teach and lead other people. Um, what was the, the big idea behind the book to begin with? Like, what set you out on the journey to want to write the book? I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of desire around writing books these days, but for you personally, what was it like? So there's kind of a funny story as, a, as the background to that. This was about five years ago. Uh, I had helped a friend write a book. Uh, I, I basically did ghost writing for him in yeah. the background and, and, and kind of sent it off to him to, to, to do the rest of it. But I got done with that process and I said to my wife, oh, I, I feel like I should write my book now, but I don't know what my book is. <laughs> and, and, and as your life partner can only do, yeah. She looks at me and says, Oh, I know. Really? <laughs> I know. And I'm like, wait, how can you know if I don't know? Just, no, no, no. You need to write a book about taking everyday experiences and turning them into stories that teach lessons. Mm -hmm. And my first response to that was, it's not a book. That's just that's just what people that's do. That's what I do for a living. Yeah, it's, it's just what I do. It's just and people just do that. And she goes, No, 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 you don't understand. You do it fairly naturally, and you do it because you've been doing it for years, but other people don't know how to do that. You need to help them along that path. And I went, oh. And so I wasn't still convinced that she was right. I started talking to other people about this, and they said, oh, that would be great. That would be an awesome book. So I started outlining it. And then I, I had a, an opportunity, a good, good, good friend of mine for, for years, Daryl Harmon, mm. uh, I, I, I had a lunch meeting with him. We hadn't talked for a while and I told him what I was working on and he was, had all these ideas. I said, Daryl, we need to write this together. And so that's how we came to co-author this book. And that's why our focus is around two things. Number one, take your real experience. So this isn't a book about how do you create business fables? Those have their place, but this is around taking your own experience and not just sharing them as an experience, but intentionally sharing them as a story with the purpose to teach, lead, and inspire. Yeah, yeah. Your um, your premise of that reminds me a lot of something that I teach that's very similar, but it's a it's a it's a formula because you know I teach a lot of people and help people understand how to just share the stories outward to to build the audience and connect with other people. And so you don't want to just say this. A lot of people say, well, I could tell that story, but what else would I do? Because I would just be telling that one story over and over and over again. So I came up with this to help them understand how to tell a variety of stories that all kind of led back to the same message, right? And so it's around TICS. It's an acronym, T-I-C-S. And you find the stories that teach, that inspire, connect, and sell, right? So teach, inspire, connect, and sell is our TICS formula. And really, that's what our stories do. That's a vehicle to use to like kind of think about, okay, I'm going to share something that I can teach. Okay, I'm going to share a story that I know will inspire. I'm going to share something that will maybe help me connect with the other person on the other end of the, yeah, of the story. And then I'm going to tell stories around things that maybe you're going to help me sell my offers, right? Um, and instead of just pitching, you're going to share a story. And they also do those things for us, right? As you're speaking of in the book, like they allow us to teach, they allow us to inspire, they allow us to lead better, because when we're up there being a model of what's possible by way of telling our stories, we're naturally going to teach our team how to tell better stories, right? 
So I, I love that we had that 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 kind of similarity and that cro crossover in terms of how we kind of approach storytelling. Um, so what are some of the, uh, I guess, if there's like three big takeaways, and again, full disclosure, I haven't read the book, it's on its way, I can't wait to read it, but I'd love to like have the audience get a little preview of like, what are like three takeaways from the book that, you know, you show them how to do something or teach something specific inside? So, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, it's hard to narrow it down to three, but yeah, uh, I, I will. Well, I want people <laughs> to read the book. <laughs> I, I don't want this to be an hour-long podcast either. <laughs> and we want them to read the book. Here's a couple of things that pop into my mind. One is just about being intentional in looking for your experiences that you can turn into stories that teach, lead, and inspire. Hmm. And, and that comes from looking for those moments where you have an emotional reaction to something. Mm -hmm. If, if you had an emotional reaction, there's some kind of lesson involved in there. There's something there to teach. Uh, I had an experience just a couple of weeks ago where I was here in my basement office and there's a window in front of me that looks up and out at my neighbor's roof. And there was a group of roofers that came and re-roofed their house. And I was teaching a class, a virtual class at that time. I thought, oh no, the noise is going to get in the way. And so I was a little annoyed that this was going to happen. The noise didn't really become a distraction. They couldn't hear it, on uh, the, the people on, online with me. But I got distracted by how efficiently they were building that roof. Mm -hmm. and I, I just wanted to sit and watch them because they had this process. Mm -hmm. It was just like amazing. And it was a great reminder to me, follow established processes. Yes. Follow the examples of people who have been there before. If I'd been up on that roof, it would have taken me three days they finished it by 1.30 in the afternoon mm -hmm. because they had this process and they knew how to work it together. So look for those things. If you're looking for them, you will find them. I wouldn't have noticed that as a story to teach a lesson if I hadn't intentionally been looking for what are some examples and had that reaction to it. Like, mm, there's something there. What is it? Ah, there's the lesson. So mm -hmm. there's one thing. Be intentional about looking for stories. Um, number two, be intentional about how you tell your story. And what I mean by that, you've alluded to this a lot too, is know what your purpose is. Mm -hmm. I like your TICS acronym there. What is my purpose in telling this story? Is it to teach? Is it to inspire? Is it to connect? Is it to sell? What, what is my purpose in doing this? That's going to help you edit your story. Mm -hmm. Because you have this specific intention that you're leading to. There may be things that you can leave out that don't really help make that point. And if you put that in, you're kind of wandering around to your point. Make sure you're intentional about where you're going with that story so they make the point. The other one that, that I really like, and this was Daryl, one of Daryl's major contributions to, to the book, was remember to include questions in your story. Mm -hmm. Even if they're rhetorical questions, but just to ask, have you been there before? Have you tried to roof a house before? You know, what's going on in your brain at this point? Because that really brings people in. Now you're not only sharing a story, which they're kind of watching on a screen over here, but all of a sudden you ask a question, they're in the story with you. Absolutely. It's their story. It's part of their life. So there's three examples of things that we go to very specifically, and we go in more detail on them in the book to help you identify those experiences, craft them into stories with that intentionality of teaching, leading, selling, and inspiring. I love that. And I love, I love all three of those examples and teaching points. And um, they're very similar to, 
to ethos that I have and things that I teach as well. So uh, spot on, spot on on all of that, especially the asking questions one. Um, I have an email that goes out to my email list when they're, you might may be receiving it soon because I know that you're on our email list now, but it's a, just an entire email about asking questions and how it's a storytelling technique. And I always get replies back to that one. When new people come into Lightbeamers and they receive that email, it's always amazing, like, wow, I've never thought about that, you know? So I know it's a really good teaching point and it's a really good one to uh, help bring people into your story. Like you said, you know, just like, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever felt this way? You know, like you're drawing people into the own emo- your own experiences and your own emotions that you're feeling by way of telling that story. And, and then um, again, I, it's back to the point that you were making that the story is now not so much about me, it's so much about, about you. them. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's yeah. their experience that now they're relating to in that story. And once you do that, like, boom, you know, you, you've really, really done good work there in, in the work of storytelling. Uh, for you, I want to ask a different question this for back to you and about you and for you is uh, we have a lot of listeners in the audience that I think a lot of people really have this dream of like, what would it be to write a book? And I want to write a book one day, but then they have all the reasons why they don't write a book. What has been your experience of being becoming a published author? You know, it, it, it was is such a good path. It, 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 you cannot imagine. Well, you, you can probably imagine if you've written a book. If you've written a book, you can imagine this. There is this wonderful sense once you put that book in your hand and you see your name on the front of it. Mm. It's just this great sense of satisfaction. Along the way, as in anything that's a big job, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of stumbles. There's a lot of trial. There's a lot of angst. There's a lot of frustration. But we live in a, an amazing day and age where people who have been through that before are sharing their experiences out there. They, there are so many wonderful online resources to help walk you through that process. The, the, the key thing for me, at least, is get what is that big idea and how is it unique? How is it different than everybody else's thoughts that are out there? And, and so that's kind of the niche that we got into with Master Storytelling is your own experience is a way to teach, lead, and inspire. And again, it was kind of my wife's prompt that, that got me there in the first place, but it's honing in on what's that end goal and then following the examples and the processes and the, the instruction, and the information that are out there that'll help guide you through that process. Yeah, I think we all get stumbled up on the how, you know, but how am I going to do that? The how is readily available. Like the how is always the wrong question to be asking, you know, so kudos to you for getting that book published and what a gift it is to, you know, those who are reading it and um, furthering the message around storytelling and getting people to think about storytelling and not only think about it, but actually to implement it into their life and into their business. It has been so much fun talking to you today. I know that you shared with me before the podcast that you have a very generous gift. We're going to make it super easy for people to read your book. Do you want to share about your gift that you're giving to all of the podcast listeners for the inside story? Yes. As people who follow April, you get this special gift. Okay. <laughs> go to go to our website. In fact, you have to go to a hidden page on our website. So the website is master-storytelling.com. The hyphen's really important. If you run the words together, you don't get to the right place. So master-storytelling.com. And if you put backslash podcast gift, it will take you to a page where for the high price of your name and your email address, I will give you a copy of the ebook of Master Storytelling. 
And so that'll come out to you in, in the form of you'll get a credit onto Amazon that'll allow you to, 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 to buy the book on credit uh, on, on my Amazon bookshelf. So I uh, would, would love to open that up to everybody to just get a, a free ebook of master storytelling. Well, I know that that is going to be a, a tool and a resource that people can read and read more of um, all of the what you share in there and the teachings around how to integrate storytelling into their work and into their world. So thank you for that gift. And of course, we will be linking it up to our show notes, wherever you are listening to this podcast, check the show notes. If you're not finding it there, go to lightbeamers.com slash podcast and you'll find the episode on master storytelling and you can find the link there. We will always have it for you on our website. Mark, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your gift of storytelling and your passion around storytelling and teaching it to other people, including teaching it to us today and allowing you and I to just riff on storytelling a bit. It's so fun. So fun. It's just been delightful to be with you, April. I, I knew this was going to be one of my favorite moments of the day <laughs> the thought, talking with you and, and with all your listeners. And I, and I hope that they all know that I'm not just talking to April, I'm talking to them in this too. And so it's my privilege to be with all of you uh, during this time today. Thanks for letting me share my thoughts. Absolutely. The book is called Master Storytelling by Mark Carpenter and his co-author, Daryl Harmon. So we will link up the book as well because we um, not only want you to be able to get the ebook, but if you want your own hard copy, go over and get it also. I'm a, I'm a hard copy girl. I have to have the tangible you know, physical book in my hand. So as much as I appreciate that ebook, I'm going to spend a few extra dollars and get the real thing. So thank you so much, Mark, for being with us today. Thanks for your work in the world. Thanks for being my, my brother from another mister over there doing work in the world with storytelling. It's just been so fun to talk to you today. And thanks for being on the show. To everyone out there listening, if you enjoyed this podcast, number one, reach out to Mark on social media. We'll link up his channel so that you can connect with him. Of course, you have his website now. And also don't forget to give the podcast a review, share it out with your audiences. That is how you thank us for continuing to do this work in the world around storytelling and bringing the Inside Story podcast to you. I always love hearing from you as well. So don't forget to hit me up too. I love talking to you in the DMs. And until next time, don't forget to go share your story. Talk to you next week. Have a good one. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. 
In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.